Welcome to another episode of A-Train Sports Talk Podcast. It's been a while since I've did anything concerning Wichita State, especially since I have rebranded and renamed my podcast. But there was an article a few weeks, and I kind of want to bring it to attention. It reads, when others left why Etienne stayed at Wichita State, he says I'm meant to be a shocker. The day after his dream of playing in the NCAA tournament were dashed by the abrupt ending of the season by the coronavirus pandemic, Tyson Etienne was dealt another blow when he learned the version of the Wichita State basketball team he envisioned making future March Madness runs was breaking up. Etienne was stunned along with Shocker fans when the news broke that four scholarship players, most notably Jamarius Burton and Eric Stevenson, were planning their departures from the program by entering the NCAA transfer portal. In a time when WSU faced uncertainty about what might come next, Etienne didn't hesitate to provide a glimmer of hope for the Shockers. On the same day of the transfers, Etienne tweeted, his support of Coach Greg Marshall, and assured fans he would be, once again, be splashing three-pointers at Coke Arena next season. Months after his public declaration, Etienne explained to the Eagle why he remained committed to WSU during that time of uncertainty. He says, I believe in the process, and I believe I'm meant to be a shocker, Etienne said. I've always believed in Coach Marshall's vision for his program and his vision for me. At that time, I felt like somebody had to step up and show support for Coach. I respect their decisions to leave, and I wish them the best of luck, but this is the program I believe in. A wild offseason for the Shockers began with a bombardment of bad news. Six scholarship players decided to transfer following a relatively successful 23-8 season that had WSU on the cusp of returning to the NCAA tournament. But Marshall and his coaching staff rallied back in impressive fashion by retooling their roster on the fly with a seven-player recruiting class this spring. Etienne came to WSU because he wanted to win big, so he admits he was nervous when three prominent teammates wanted out. But Etienne has been encouraged by Marshall's recruiting this spring. The Shockers replenished their talent with the sign of Connecticut graduate transfer Alterique Gilbert, three impact junior college players, and three high upside freshmen. At the end of the day, I'm here to win, and I think we can still win, Etienne said. But it can't just be one or two guys. It's got to be a platoon a group of guys that are ready to go. I'm excited to see all of the talent that the coaching staff was able to bring in, and I'll be ready to help those guys out and continue to learn myself. Etienne had a strong freshman campaign, starting 17 games and averaging 24.6 minutes. He averaged 9.4 points, fourth most on the team, and led WSU in three-point shooting, averaging two per game on 38.8% accuracy. 
The New Jersey native said he believes Marshall can unlock his potential both as a player and as a leader. I know this program isn't for everybody, and Coach Marshall is kind of old school, but at the end of the day, Coach Marshall cares more about his players than most coaches in America, Etienne said. Coach Marshall will check on you and can talk to you on the phone for an hour and not say one word about basketball. If you believe in his process and believe in getting better, then I truly believe he's one of the best coaches to ever do it. Etienne figures to play a prominent role for the Shockers in his sophomore season. With a year of experience under his belt, it's likely he will be the starting shooting guard with Gilbert sliding in at point guard and junior college transfers Craig Porter and Trevin Wade and freshman Chauncey Jenkins seeing time at both of the guard spots. Also of note, Etienne is the lone returning guard from last season's team. While it's only one year of experience, Etienne figures to assume a more vocal leadership role next season because of his knowledge of Marshall's system and the expectations at WSU. Towards the end of last season, I start to become who I think I've always been in terms of being a leader, Etienne said. I was my authentic self. I didn't say much at the beginning of the season, but thinking back to certain games later in the season, that's when I stepped up when leadership was needed in those moments for us to prevail. That just began my awakening, and I'm ready to carry that to next season and see where it takes me. Etienne, currently living in his hometown of Inglewood, New Jersey, is expected to make the trek back to Wichita, along with the rest of the Shockers in July. The NCAA announced Wednesday that July 20 is the first day WSU coaches can begin holding workouts with players at Coke Arena. So there we have the story about Etienne and why come he's committed to Wichita State. Up next, we take a look at the list of players opting out of NBA's restart. The NBA will resume its 2019-2020 season in July with the league's top 22 teams taking part in the restart at Walt Disney World in Florida. However, not every player on those 22 clubs' rosters will be participating in the resumption of the season. Players will be permitted to voluntarily opt out of the restart for any reason without facing a fine or suspension from the NBA or their respective teams. A player who opts out will lose a portion of his pay for the 2019-20 forfeiting one ninety seconds. Sixth of his salary for each game missed, up to a maximum of 14 games. Otherwise, though, he wouldn't receive any additional penalty. If a player voluntarily opts out anytime before August 14, his team can sign a substitute player to replace him. The replacement player will receive a rest-of-season minimum salary contract and will become an unrestricted free agent at the season's end, regardless of how many years of NBA service he has. Meanwhile, the player being replaced becomes ineligible to participate in the remainder of the 1920 season. We'll use this space to keep tabs on the players opting out 
and the substitute players replacing them. Here are the players who have voluntarily withdrawn from participating. Trevor Ariza, forward, Trailblazers. Ariza would have missed a one-month visitation period with his son if he had opted to play this summer. Since family members aren't permitted to join players on the NBA's Disney campus until the end of August. Jalen Adams, who finished second this season in NBA G League MVP voting, will take Ariza's spot on the roster as a substitute player. Ariza, meanwhile, has a $12.8 million salary for 2020 21 but it's only partially guaranteed for $1.8 million, so he's no allowed to remain on Portland's roster beyond this season. Avery Bradley, guard for the Lakers. Bradley is the most intriguing player to have opted out so far since he's the only one who's a member of a legitimate championship contender. Although Bradley has been among the players voicing concerns about the resumption of the season, drawing attention away from the fight for social justice, family considerations, including the well-being of his three children, were said to be the primary factor in his decision. Bradley has a $5 million player option for the 2020-21, so he could return to the Lakers next season. As for his replacement, LA has signed J.R. Smith to a rest-of-season deal. Davis Bertans, forward, Wizards. The first player to opt out of the restart, Bertans did so because he has a history of ACL injuries and doesn't want to jeopardize his health ahead of a potentially big payday this summer. He projects to be one of 2020's top unrestricted free agents following a career year, and his decision won't affect the Wizards' desire to resign him. It's still considered a top priority for the franchise. If Washington were higher in the standings, Bertans may have made a different decision, but the team faces long odds to even make the playoffs. And even if the Wizards do defy those odds and claim the number eight seed, the Bucks would likely make quick work with them in round one. Point guard Jerry and Grant has replaced Bertans on the Wizards roster as a substitute player. Willie Colley Stein, center for the Mavericks. Collie Stein and his partner are expecting a newborn child in July, prompting him to skip the restart to spend time with his family. With a $2.29 million player option for the 2021 season, he could still return to Dallas next season. Despite missing Collie Stein and injured big man Dwight Powell in their front court, the Mavs didn't make it a priority to add another center. And Jalen Brunson also on the shelf due to injuries. Dallas instead focused on adding backcourt depth, reaching out, reaching a deal with veteran guard Trey Burke to become the substitute for Collie Stein. Wilson Chandler, forward for the Nets. An unrestricted free agent at season's end, Chandler has decided to use the summer to spend more time with his family, including his grandmother who raised him and his three children. Like the Mavs, Brooklyn has been hit hard by injuries with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Nicholas Claxton, also sidelined for the return to play.
Those injured players aren't eligible to be replaced by a substitute player, but Chandler is. That substitute player will be Justin Anderson, whom the next Nets expect to provide some depth on the wings. I will have more later. And I am back with you. Next up on this list of players who have decided to opt out. Thabo Cephalosha, forward, Houston Rockets. Cephalosha, who opted out on July 1st, had previously expressed concerns about heading to Walt Disney World for an extended duration of time away from his family. With the coronavirus pandemic still on the rise, calling it a huge commitment. He'll be an unrestricted free agent this fall, so it's possible he has played his last game with Houston. The Rockets intend to sign a replacement player for him, but haven't done so yet. In addition to players who are voluntarily opting out of the restart for a wide variety of reasons, there will also be players who opt out or are replaced as a result of a COVID-19 diagnosis. Here are the players who won't participate in the remainder of the season due to a positive COVID-19 test. DeAndre Jordan, center with the Nets. The Nets haven't signed a substitute player to replace Jordan yet, but reportedly plan to do so. So there you have some list of players who have decided to opt out for whatever reason some are family related then you have the one who won't be participating because of a positive test so I was listening to Doug Gottlieb the other day and he posed a question are you safer in the bubble or safer outside of the bubble I don't always agree with everything Doug Gottlieb says but he made a valid point to me it seemed like it could be a very well valid point he said some of the players that have tested positive for the coronavirus were outside of the bubble which would tend to seem to make it seems like if you're in the bubble, it may be safer because where you contracted the coronavirus was outside of the bubble. So just an interesting point that he brought up, and I thought it was worth bringing up, you know, just something to get the mind to thinking, so to speak. When I come back, I will have some more sporting news. I am back and now I'm looking at another story here. Former Wichita State and Toronto Raptor guard Fred Van Vliet and his thoughts 
on the restart of the season. He brings up his own personal points on why he on what he believes and I don't think there's no right or wrong answer. Everybody is entitled to their opinion. So I'm not going to say he's right or wrong, but hopefully we'll get some audio here. So I think, um, I mean, look, the, obviously we all know the right thing to do is to not play, to take a stand to, you know, morally, yes, that makes sense, but life goes on. We're all young black guys and uh, none of us want to give any money back and I don't think that we should and I think that that money can be used in many different ways and this is not this is not going to end this summer regardless or in these next couple of months. This issue uh, racial injustice, social injustice, police brutality, all of these things are not ended anytime soon. Um, and so our fight is long term. So that was that was part of my decision. But if if the league uh, or more of my guys would have came together and said we didn't want to play, I would have sat out as well. I wouldn't have fought it. Um, but I think most of us decided to play, and, and it's something that we'll have to live with. But I trust that my heart's in the right place, and, and I'm doing enough um, to really make change. Me personally, I think if you want to make change, you have your platform to do it because then your voice can be heard as opposed to, say, sitting out. I know sitting out would probably be like some form of a silent protest, but me personally, if you want your voice to be heard, you play and you use your platform. And to me, it looks like the commissioner is all in. The team owner is all in. So I think right now, even though Fred may be teetering, I will say mentally, you just hope it doesn't affect his play physically. The The article goes on and says that Toronto Raptors guard Fred VanVleet said it was difficult to decide whether to take part in the NBA restart to his season amid the coronavirus pandemic and protests for social injustice. Ultimately, though, he decided to play. Uh, you just heard the audio and some of the points he made, and it says, this is not going to end this summer regardless or over the next couple of months. This issue, racial injustice, social injustice, police brutality, all these things are not ending anytime soon. Our fight was long-term. That was part of my decision. He goes on and says, but if the league or more of my guys would have come together and said we didn't want to play, I would have sat out as well. I wouldn't have even fought it. So those are some of the comments from the audio that you just heard. Uh, the fact is, the Raptors became the first team to travel to Florida ahead of next month's restart. Having decamped to Florida Gulf Coast University in Fort Myers, for two weeks before heading into the NBA's bubble inside Disney World on July 9th. 
And while Raptors president Masi Ujiri said he didn't have to convince any of his players, all of whom are participating in the restart of season to play, he said there were team-wide discussions that he thought were important to get everyone on the same page. I think it's important that we communicate with all our players, and this thing takes time, he said. It's a process, and we all put our heads together with our organization as much as we can, especially in a situation like this. It's a focus on safety. It's a focus on individual safety and their families, too. We have to get everybody involved. Our coaches are involved. Our players were involved in this decision to go there. Ujiri, the NBA's only black president of basketball operations, said the platform the NBA has as part of this return to play in Orlando is something he believes he, the Raptors, as an organization and the league as a whole can take advantage of to promote change in both the NBA and the and society. First of all, this is a really interesting time, Ujiri said. Black lives do matter and we're really going to use this platform, I think. It's continuous, right? This is something that I don't think is going to stop because there's so much to be addressed. We have had really good discussions and meetings. I think you saw that, Adam. I think you saw what Adam said on the league level. I think that's first and foremost of what the league would do. I think we're concentrating on a few things. What does the NBA do long-term in terms of what resources are they going to put into this? I think there's the discussion of black executives and black positions in the NBA. And then there's a discussion of how you use the campus at Orlando to really show the world that we can be a voice. The players can be a voice. Players will likely be able to have personalized social justice calls or charity messages on the backs of their jerseys instead of their last names. During the upcoming restart, as the undefeated's Mark J. Spears reported this weekend. Yeah, I've thought about it, Van Vliet said. I think it's cool. Something that we've talked about in some of our meetings is how do we get some of our propaganda, so to call it, to pop out because the only way this is being consumed is on TV. So I think that's going to go a long way and it's something that will last for years to come. People will always look back on these games and the first thing they'll see is whether there's a fist on the court or a name and they'll have to look and say what is that or who is Breonna Taylor or who is George Floyd if that's what guys choose. Van Vliet said he wasn't sure yet what he would say as he wanted to have conversations with people in his life before committing to whatever message he chooses to display on his jersey. My high school coach, my stepdad, a couple people that I look up to, my financial advisor. Older guys who have been around for a while, he said. My high school coach is an African-American studies teacher, so I respect his perspective as an older white guy who has a master's in African-American studies. 
As far as life inside the bubble itself goes, Van Vliet said he admitted he was concerned about Florida's rapidly rising COVID-19 case count and said part of why he was willing to be there was that his family didn't have to be there with him, which could have made them vulnerable to the virus. Players will have the option to have family members join them if they are on one of the eight teams that advanced past the first round of the playoffs. Something the defending champion Raptors expect to do, Van Vliet said the decision to bring his family with him is something that he'll figure out as the date draws closer. I'm here by myself for a while, and I still will be able to make that decision if they are able to come before the date that allows them to come, he said. I will be there for a month or more before they're actually allowed to come. So I will have some sense of what it is like and what things are like and how risky or dangerous it is. I definitely respect guys that took the stand to sit out for whatever reason. But my choice was to come play. I'm not right. And they're not wrong. It's just a personal choice for everybody. I thank you for tuning into this podcast. Check back with me tomorrow. I should have some more. This is A Train Sports Talk Podcast.